Welcome to Podcast on Podcasting, brought to you by Studio. I'm your host, J.B. Hager, and if you've joined us today, it's probably because you're excited to get started with corporate podcasting, but looking for help or inspiration. We want this show to be your go-to resource for big ideas, helpful data, and practical tips. Whether you're looking for a better way to build your corporate culture, pump up your sales team, explain strategy, or manage change, our expert guests are here to share their wisdom and put your corporate podcast on a path to success. On our very first episode, there was no question in our minds of who our first guest was going to be. In fact, she's the reason that we're all here. I met her many, many years ago when she had started this company called On Networks, and she was pioneering media distribution. She realized all this content was coming out. How do people distribute it in a more organized fashion, an encrypted, private fashion, if it needs to be that? She's a frequent speaker at South by Southwest Conference, a regular at NAB, founder and chief executive officer of U Studio, Jen Gregon. Hey, Jen, it's good to have you. Thank you. Let's get right to this. As a video company, primarily, why podcasting? Why now? What is the climate out there? And why is Studio adding this corporate podcasting network? Well, it's interesting. We've always had uh, audio support in our platform, but the growth in audio for the companies that we primarily work with, a lot of uh, large Fortune 500 companies, has uh, has been profound. Uh, I think what's happened is a lot of corporate communicators, sales enablement leaders, folks in corporations, uh, CEO, obviously, who, who need to get their message out and need to do it on a regular basis in a way that is uh, fast and simple, uh, have turned to audio and private podcasting. So most of the time when we think about podcasting, we think about our favorite shows, you know, This, is, this American Life and uh, The Moth and uh, We've All Fresh Air. But most people hadn't thought until very recently about the use of podcasting in a private sense. So the reality is that companies actually have the concept of shows and episodes in the way they communicate. So if you think about a sales enablement leader who works for a large company with a, a growing and maybe changing product line, they need to always make sure the sales team is informed and knowledgeable about what they're selling. Often those leaders understand that the difference between winning and losing and making the quarter's number is how well they've communicated the product suite and, uh, and helped the sales team sell and, and how well it's been retained, the message. And so for them, audio is a, a wonderful tool. Folks can listen on their own on, on the phone. They can listen offline or online. And, and the concept of podcasting, of course, has been so embraced by the consumer world that uh, it's very natural for them. So I think most companies have have simply realized that uh, as consumers, we've become so accustomed to audiobooks and podcasting. And in the workplace, uh, we 
we naturally um, prefer to use the same tools that we use in our life. Are you saying you don't like PowerPoints, Jen? <laughs> I'm saying that's power- a fine way of <laughs> connecting people. I'm saying PowerPoint <laughs> is probably not the most modern way for yeah. you to reach people. And again, if the difference between winning and losing is how well you communicate and how well a message is received and retained, we know that print is not going to be at the top of that hierarchy. But I think it's important for people to understand there's you Studio is not a brand new company that is doing this for the first time. There's a rich history of working with Fortune 500 companies uh, to to do video for some time. But my point is, you've been talking to corporations for a long time, and knowing you, you're asking, "What do you want? What do you need?" Is mm-hmm. that a big reason why this came to fruition? Yeah, I think what we kept hearing was, "We're sick of of everybody in the company wanting a video. Video is expensive." And not everything needs a video, in particular when you've got a CEO or a leader in a company who needs to get a message out on a regular basis. They don't necessarily need to do that in video. Often it's just the word and the spoken word uh, through audio uh, that can actually, uh, that holds all of the impact. So this project uh, for you, Studio is very near and dear to you, I'm assuming it seems to be. And why is that? You know, I've spent my life either as a strategic communicator for a corporation or uh, developing technology to enable better communication. And and so it's a passion I have. It's a mission of the company to make uh, information uh, backed by technology flow faster, better, easier. And, uh, and I think it's if you look at all of the transformation happening in the enterprise today, Obviously, cloud is talked about quite a bit. Uh, mobile is another big area that has really changed the way employees work. I think communications is an area that's just ripe for for transformation. And again, we've we've seen it already in our consumer life. Because I, I believe you've been in that role as the head of corporate communications, mm-hmm. the exact people who would be uh, reaching out to use something like this. So in that role, what were some of the biggest challenges you faced? Yeah, I think it's uh, both corporate communicators, but also sales enablement leaders. Those are the kind of the two big areas. And often sales enablement leaders have a uh, deep background in communications as well. One of the things that we hear often is that uh, a lot of workforces are increasingly remote. So not everyone comes into the same office or not everyone comes into the office at all to work. So it's harder to reach folks. We also hear that email is becoming just completely unusable. Mm-hmm. Nobody's reading emails anymore. <laughs> How acceptable is it today to go, yeah, I didn't see that email. Oh, completely acceptable. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what most people will say. Oh, oh, that was in the email that had about seven paragraphs. That in got it. in yeah. my junk folder. Oh, yes. Right? Simple, simple excuses. One of the uh, very interesting things I, I, I like about this platform, it, and you talk about sales being remote. Many of your customers are global. People are consuming or getting the daily information at completely different time zones. They could be 8, 10, 12 hours apart. So for someone, a leader to get that message out, they can consume it when they want, has to be a really effective tool, right? Yeah, very much so. And I think the, the other thing that's often overlooked is that with streaming media, you have so much more data. You know, we never really know if somebody read paragraph six in an email, even if, if your data shows that they opened it. Mm-hmm. Right. We get open rates. We get downloads. Yeah. We know that a PDF or a PowerPoint was downloaded. But we really don't know if you got to, again, word number five or all mm-hmm. the way down to, you know, page three. 
with streaming media, we know everything. I mean, we know precisely when you listen to something, how often you listen to it. We know if you rewound 15 times. Uh, We know if you listened on car mode or not. It gives you far greater insight into your workforce and, and frankly, into your, the value of your content, right? If, if everyone's dropping off at, or 80% of your audience is dropping off after minute two of a 10-minute podcast, you might consider rethinking your story arc yeah. uh, and your yeah. message. And I think that's, those are the types of, uh, of reasons that a lot of companies are saying to us, look, we just need a better way to reach people. Right. You know, the reality is there's so much, it is much harder to build culture today and community in a large company that has a very distributed workforce. Go, let's talk more about that, why it is harder to build culture. Because Hawaiian Shirt Friday is not doing it anymore? No. Forced fun, Hawaiian <laughs> Shirt Friday. Um, uh, There's a lot of ways that people are, are you know, the off-site day, you know, yeah. things like that. Yeah. And I do think some companies still um, do a pretty good job. They'll have service days. You yeah. know, everyone gets right, volunteers right. Um, for a good cause. but. But the reality is the old intranet, you know, that nobody uses because it's just a lot of, um, you know, forgive me, HR information, which of course is important, but it's, it doesn't, it hasn't really brought us culture and community. And I think the beauty of media, it's immersive, it's experiential. The fact that you can have audio and video uh, be not just about, you know, the cat falling off the dresser, thank you, YouTube, Um, But actually, um, at some point, the logical extent is user-contributed, worker-contributed content that then gets curated. The ability to to truly create community with media, I think, is there in ways that the old corporate intranet and Hawaiian Shirt Fridays just wasn't really um, doing it. Don't you completely feel like this method of communication is a very effective way to... I'll just, this may sound harsh, but humanize the boss. A lot of employees and staffs, it depends on what tier you are. You never see them. You never have a face-to-face meeting with them. Uh, They maybe feel so standoffish or removed that now all of a sudden there, there is a connection or there should be. Yeah, I think with media, whether it's an audio show or a video show, you you really do have the ability to get to know somebody differently. You get to experience them. I think with audio and video, there's an opportunity to humanize people in your company in ways that just don't get captured with images and print. And uh, and especially for those leaders who are largely inaccessible to the masses. So, you know, whether it's a corporate town hall meeting or there's a regular um you know, meet our leaders type of a show with various episodes. I think even if somebody was listening to Mark Benioff cook an egg in the morning, you know, the CEO of Salesforce, they'd tune in. Mm-hmm. You know, there's just something they, those are, there's a certain star quality or a, a talent quality to the leaders in your company. Mm-hmm. And, it, and people are interested. And I think that's what's been the big surprise for a lot of the companies that have been trialing and testing podcasting we've been working with, I think they're surprised at how interested their workforce is to consume some of this content. It could go the other direction, too. Like, you know, hey, today we're going to profile Susie that runs shipping. Yeah. And you probably don't know Susie. You've probably never seen her because they're in, they're in building C. Right. Right. And something like that. And they go, well, okay, I've seen that name because I'm shipping to customers. I've seen the invoices go in and out tracking stuff. Now you can humanize that person as well. It's true. I I think 
It's a really exciting medium to bring people together, to get to know people who you wouldn't otherwise uh, have an opportunity to get to know. Yeah. And, and I think there's, and I think companies are realizing that. Okay. I want to talk about security and, and, and Reed and I were chatting a little bit uh, with our work experience in media. There's always, there's always the head of IT. Mm-hmm. And where I want to go with this is you guys have built out something that is encrypted and secure because our experience, when it gets to the IT desk, their job is to find out why this is not good enough. That's you know? No, <laughs> that's they, right. They tend to do that. I that's mean, right. Nine out of 10 times you're going to go, no, this isn't secure enough. We can't do this. Um, we've got things to protect. Uh, and it, it gets shot down. Yeah. And so, you know, you guys have vetted that out so that the toughest head of IT is going to go, wow, this is this is where we want to go. Yeah, it's a requirement. I mean, you just can't have a corporate private podcast that is what I call shipping precious cargo that isn't um, vetted and secure. And so, you know, whether it's uh, a show about meeting the leaders of the company and a day in the life of even Susie in the shipping department, <laughs> Uh, you you do need to make sure that in some cases you've got trade secrets. Uh, in other cases, one show that one of our customers is doing is they're actually interviewing customers who bought, but very senior. The CIO, for example, of Charles Schwab uh, is, you know, on a podcast talking about why he bought this particular technology. And those are, t- and, you know, there are shows about how to beat the competitors. And this is information that can't get out. Right. And so we've invested a lot there. I, I would say uh, security, authentication, having an extremely adoptable, easy-to-use application, mobile app, mm-hmm. right? Because consumer adoption or employee adoption is everything. Uh, those are the areas where we've invested heavily because we know they're the difference between being able to get to do this or, or not. Because podcasting has been around for some time and consumers are using it to, like you said earlier, consume their favorite shows. That doesn't mean it was just a quick extra add on to get to this secured level for private podcasting. No, that's right. It, there are a lot of podcast uh, applications out there, as, as we know, for the consumer. And the ability to just have a login in front doesn't make the stream secure. And that's something that um, we know well, anyone who's invested in streaming media at a corporate level understands that. You, do, you don't just have to have a username and password to get access to content. But with streaming media, you have the CDN, where the media is streaming from. You have the player, which is just embedded inside of the app, the mobile app, uh, that all have to be locked down. And then you've got the content as it flows from the CDN to the player. So we have a multi-tier security model. We enable a username and password login. You can use Studio's identity management system or you can use your own. We'll tie into it through SSO. And we also have uh, locked down content at the CDN. We've got segmented chunked content coming over from the CDN to the player itself to the application. And uh, and then the, the actual player will only play when it has been uh, authenticated or certified signed, if you will. So, so we, we take security very seriously because it is, uh, it is precious cargo. 
So there are plenty of consumer applications out there for podcasting, but we're the first application that is designed to serve the enterprise. So we talk about it as enterprise class podcasting. It's private podcasting. It's the ability to curate podcast content and deliver it to your to your workforce. But it's all private and it's all secure. That has to be very exciting because how many times have all of us thought we had were the first with an idea and a three-minute Google search later? You're like, <laughs> oh, several people have been on this. Well, and it's one of those areas that um, I would love to say that we're so smart and so ahead of the curve. But the reality is we have amazing customers. Our mm-hmm. customers are some of the most innovative companies in the world. Partnering with the companies that we work with, um, we make them better. They make us better. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's a really nice symbiotic uh, relationship that we've enjoyed over the last few years. And it's, um, we work with, you know, the world's largest pharmaceutical company. We work with the world's largest CRM company. We work with the world's largest um, music company. And these are, these are leaders who, again, working for some of the most innovative companies in the world, they themselves have wonderful ideas. And, and they're always pushing the envelope, right? They're always pushing us to be better. So obviously, if people are tuning in, they're hearing episode one. Again, thank you, Jen Gregano. But why, uh, I should, you know, you think I would know this since we're the ones who showed up here to execute this show. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, I I think everyone needs to hear it from you. Why a show from you studio talking about the podcast on podcasting? Why is this so important? Well, you know, we just thought what better way to help uh, enterprise leaders uh, learn how to do podcasting for the organization than to listen to a podcast themselves. And and we thought it would be, we, we've gotten a lot of questions from existing customers and prospective customers around how to get started and, and how do they organize their communications in this show episode concept or even channels, right? In some cases, companies want different people in the company to have different access to different channels, which is essentially a compilation of shows and episodes. So, so we just thought the best way to do that is to, to create a podcast series ourselves and, and not just hear from you studio people, um, although thank you for having me on, but more importantly, to hear from the experts out there, uh, the content experts, the show experts, and the enterprise leaders who have actually made decisions to, to roll this out to their company. I think those are, are the people who are going to be very interesting to hear from. And, and they're the people who are in the, uh, in the trenches right now, um, forging ahead and creating uh, new paths for people who come behind them. Uh, they're the ones who have to walk into the CEO's office or the head of IT and say, hey, we're going to do this. <laughs> mm-hmm. So they've navigated a lot of the things that we think uh, corporations will need to navigate as they look to roll podcasting in, as it becomes sort of a de facto uh, part of their corporate strategy and their content strategy. Thank you for your time today, Jen. Thank you for having me. 